Hello everyone, hello Teachers Coffee listeners, hello my dear friends that follow us everywhere in all social media, uh, that have been following the podcast for almost uh, three years and more. I don't even remember how many years we've been broadcasting uh, uh, through the ELT Teachers Corner, uh, which is sponsored by Express Publishing. So thank you, Express Publishing, once more, since I have the chance to say it. Together, uh, my co-presenter, George Kokolis, is not with us because he had a very important meeting, a last-minute meeting arranged, so he couldn't be with us. But I have two very good friends of mine and two exquisite members of Teachers Corner also uh, that have uh, attended quite a lot of uh, interviews in the past with us. Uh, we have with us today the Director of Studies uh, in the English Department of Duca School, um, one of the best uh, private schools in uh, Athens, Greece. Uh, so we have Mr. George Drivas and uh, we have the EFL coordinator of uh, the high school uh, for the English Department, of course, again, Mrs. Welcome, my, my lovely friends. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Glad to be here. Hello, I'm so glad I'm here with you. Excellent. And as I said before, today we're going to talk about something, as I posted yesterday actually, we're going to talk about something which is really important for everyone. Uh, since uh, we've been teaching online and we find ourselves a little bit more restricted as far as ideas and creativity and everything is concerned. So today we're going to be cracking the creativity code, as Chrysanthi uh, told me some days before, suggested that we should name our show today with that title. Uh, we're going to be cracking the creativity code, but connected to the online lessons. Um, so, um, let me give you the first questions to both of you. Uh, can online learning encourage and support creativity? How about starting with uh, the lady of the company of the group today? Chrysanthi, will you be so kind as to start uh, with this question? Hello, uh, thank you, Natasha. Um, yes, I believe that uh, it's really important to have uh, creativity nowadays. And bear in mind that online learning has transformed a lot the way teaching process uh, is delivered. And that happened uh, literally overnight, previous March. Telling you the truth, um, I remember uh, people saying much of the blame that we have for a lack of creativity and therefore innovation, which is really important can be traced in uh, the traditional educational system. So what actually we did was uh, a kind of uh, a shift from uh, a traditional educational system to something which is more creative. We generated creative lesson plans and we provided children, that's what we want, uh, provided children with opportunities to develop and practice uh, higher order thinking skills, something which is uh, really important and uh, an essential skill for today's uh, global situation. Okay, what do you think, Mr. Drivers? What is your opinion on that? 
Um, the, there are two things I would like to mention. First of all, the fact that uh, we have moved from um, a physical environment to a virtual environment. That is, uh, our students are no longer with us face-to-face. Uh, -face. They are uh, with us, but uh, uh, over a distance. Uh, and the second thing I would like to mention is the fact that creativity, uh, physical or virtual, is something that can be taught. Um, a definition I have in mind is the fact that creativity uh, describes the ability to move away and ahead of traditional ideas, rules, uh, patterns and relationships and give them a new meaning, give them a new dimension, give them something that students would like to work with, uh, feel original, feel progressive and kindle their imagination. That's the nutshell of what it is that we're talking about. Well, that is uh, really interesting, I have to say. But um, would you say that uh, because of the fact that we have uh, gradually moved from the physical uh, teaching to the online teaching, do you both believe that uh, our students are given the opportunity to be creative in online lessons? I mean, uh, we know that in the classroom we have the opportunity to contact uh, e easily. We have to the opportunity to give them instructions to, to make them... Uh, um, to urge them to participate physically using their hands, doing craft works and so on. How can this be an everyday reality when you are behind a screen? Uh, what do you think, Mr. Drivas? Um, there are certain limitations, um, admittedly, and there are also uh, different opportunities. Yes, um, students would lack the opportunity or seem to lack the opportunity to work uh, in groups, in pairs, uh, physically interacting with uh, each other, <clears throat> exchanging objects, exchanging uh, pieces of paper, exchanging books, exchanging um, different objects that are around them. But on the other hand, and in contrast to that, what uh, they are able to do is access the materials they have all around them in their uh, natural uh, physical environment. And they do have the opportunity to communicate with their students. I mean, the fact that they are not in uh, the same physical space doesn't mean that they cannot communicate. Um, the most important thing to consider is that if a lesson is creative in a physical environment, it can be equally creative in a virtual environment. If a lesson is boring in a physical environment, it can also be equally boring in a uh, virtual environment. So um, there are opportunities in uh, both um, modes of teaching. Okay, before I ask uh, Chrysanthi's opinion, don't you think that it's more impersonal? Because, okay, um, I know that uh, it's absolutely true, true, it's true that when you are boring as a teacher, when you are physically present, you will be probably boring behind the screen as well. But the fact that uh, it is more impersonal, doesn't that make this, the situation a little bit worse? To be quite frank, I don't understand why it is uh, impersonal. I mean, uh, you can see the students on your screen, 
They have uh, the need to communicate, especially in this uh, lockdown situation that we're all uh, living through. And um, sometimes they even do it without the presence of the teacher. They take advantage of the uh, opportunities offered by technology and have a kind of social, quote unquote, uh, life. A teacher was telling me um, some uh, weeks ago that um, some uh, of her um, son's uh, classmates had a uh, sleepover over the internet. That is, the computers were on, um, the cameras were on, and the students were sleeping in their uh, respective beds. So they were feeling that they were connecting. Oh my God, this is a totally new situation where all have to start getting used to. So, Chrysanthi, what do you think? What's your opinion on that? Well, it is. It is a totally strange, different, new situation. And uh, telling you the truth, uh, just today I have seen from World Economic Forum, I have seen a report talking about uh, new models of education for uh, the fourth industrial revolution. And they had creativity as number one thing that we need to foster in our lessons. And why is that? I will tell you. At the beginning, I thought when I was in my classroom that probably I couldn't be so much creative while we are in front of a screen. And then I realized that, uh, as Mr. Driva said, that's not the case. I will tell you that we had um, about three weeks, uh, three weeks ago, yes, there was uh, that uh, connection with a class from India and uh, our students uh, discussed uh, with the students from India for uh, the things that uh, right now they're experiencing, like, you know, uh, the situation in the classrooms with uh, cameras and how they have to stay at home, blah, blah. When we finished, usually, if, uh, if we were supposed to be in class, what would I do? I would just uh, have a role play with my students to let's say, um, let them be a little bit creative. And they told me, you know, Miss, what we are going to do? Uh, we want to send you a video. So they, they were creative. They used technology and they sent me those videos because they wanted to tell me that uh, learning never stops. And because I wanted to be creative as well, I prepared those electronic badges for the best student in the world. So if you ask me, Natasha, I would totally agree with Mr. Drivers that if uh, students uh, were creative before and uh, they can be creative now as well. We have to, I believe we, we have to guide them. And that's the role of the teacher. That was the role of the teacher, that is the role of the teacher and that will be the role of the teacher. So, Chrysanthi, in order to crack the creativity code, will you give me some steps that the teachers will have to follow in order to spice up their lessons, their online lessons a little bit? Sure. Um, uh, I will tell you my recipe. Usually, well, I'm not a, a person who cooks well, but uh, when it comes to teaching, I've got lots of recipes. <laughs> anyway, so number one, I think that uh, the first step is...
really important for students and uh, teachers as well. Also, I think that um, we should uh, try and uh, show to the students the tools that exist. You know, you cannot tell an OK, be creative just like that. Just show them that there are these tools like them, uh, the video things, uh, the video makers, or show them something that uh, they can record their voice on and uh, send it to another student. Uh, or create those uh, nice comics. So try to um, show them the things, the tools that exist. Also, uh, help them to collaborate. Collaboration is really important and the outcome is nice. And finally, give them that responsibility podium. And this is something that I believe is going to help them a lot. So I got the first ingredients for spicing up the online lessons. Uh, Mr. Drivers, do you have the rest of the ingredients? I have seven. Can I mention all of them, please? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I can. I will uh, list them, and then uh, if you want me to, I can talk in uh, more detail about them, Natasha. Um, first of all, maintain a wild ideas diary. Get students to have a small notebook and uh, write down any wild ideas they get. Uh, number two, feed creativity through curiosity. Students are naturally curious, so uh, get them to answer these questions in non-conventional ways. Number three, um, copy and analyze creative thinkers, uh, Steve Jobs, for instance, or um, any other uh, person who can serve as a role model, depending on the age and background of the students. Set up a creative thinking time, that is, uh, allow students for five minutes during the lesson uh, to think of different solutions to different problems. Uh, research wild design ideas that is look at what exists in the world around us for example electric cars and think of what is that makes them efficient and so on and so forth uh, number six would be uh, brainstorming um, alternative solutions to common problems such as uh, waste such as recycling and how we can make use of materials that are to be recycled or how they can be recycled for uh, more useful purposes. Uh, number seven, as an example, I would say start a TED club, TED educational club. Um, give students the opportunity to speak out, um, get them to um, hear their voices, express their ideas and have their ideas argued about. Well, that's all in a nutshell. Well, I love these ingredients, I have to say, and um, uh, that most, more or less uh, will, has already covered my next question, which would be um, on separate skills, uh, how we could uh, create, you know, discussions or storytelling activities or writing activities, and if they are possible through the online lessons. But uh, with you adding so many ingredients, I have to say that most of them can be done through discussions, presentations, storytelling way in a storytelling way or in a 
in, in a written way. So more or less you have covered both of the questions that I wanted to, to ask you. I don't know if there is anything that you would like to add though uh, for the specific skills that I mentioned right now. Can I? Yes, yes, yes. Um, what I would like to mention is that um, the technology um, offers opportunities for different skills. And uh, these, opportunity, these um, opportunities, yes, are at uh, the uh, tip of our fingers. Um, it only takes some kind of uh, digital skills and digital skills development to access those um, technologies and make them useful for the particular learner, for the particular uh, ecosystem that is primary school, foreign language learning, uh, a village in a remote place of Greece, or a school a household in the center of a major city. Uh, this is how it should go, and it should not be viewed as uh, people being uh, cut off or uh, deprived of opportunities. Any, anybody now can have the same opportunities. Well, I have to say that, Mr. Dribbles, uh, when I listened to you, I, I, that was done in the past uh, physically, of course, because I attended you and listened to you as uh, your audience quite often. I have to say that you always make me feel more positive uh, towards the future. I, I should probably call you and uh, whenever I feel down and tell you, Mr. Drivos, do you have any suggestion as to as far as education is concerned? Because, uh, you know, my kids don't study so much as they used in the past. So I should ask your opinion before we do everything uh, connected to, to school and education, because you always give us a positive element. That's my opinion. Thank you. Um, the um, the truth of the matter is that um, we're uh, moving towards a different environment, a different ecosystem, as I said. The uh, point is that we need to take advantage of the opportunities offered and also take into account the fact that uh, we can now connect to uh, everybody from uh, any location and for an almost an unlimited um, amount of time students do want to stay connected if what they find that they're offering and what they are being offered is really rewarding and exciting excellent uh what's your opinion i mean do you have to add something as far as you know storytelling or discussions uh, or writing and how these skills could be developed through the online lessons well number one uh, what i want to say is that i agree with you about the positive uh, aspect of mr drivas and something that uh, helps us for the last uh, 26 years in our department in order you know to improve and find new solutions to everything. Now, when it comes now to creativity in the classroom and uh, these discussions and presentations and everything, what I want to say is that the, the power, the key point here are the students. And students, by, let's say, by definition, they are creative. 
and we have got creative and talented students in all ages and uh, I think now it's the time to just take out our creativity from them because you know the students right now they feel a little bit more uh, they feel powerful because they know a lot of things um, as far as technology is concerned however they don't know how to use them properly they don't know the, the methodology behind it so what we can do is we can help them to use all these tools and be more creative not only in terms of um, school of education but generally speaking in terms of everyday life this is something that uh, i also told you before we need to connect teaching and learning with real life situation and creativity is something that uh, can make that uh, true Super, thank you. I'm fully covered as far as this is concerned, but I would like to touch up on something more controversial because I've heard quite a lot of, lot of people mentioning that, uh, as, uh, and they usually refer to it as science fiction, especially because, not in general, um, science fiction that is connected to the fact that that has also that that also has to be done online and that controversial issue is assessment uh, so uh, do we have to change the recipe again uh, do we have to take into consideration of the new elements that uh, have come up like you know the kids cannot be uh, fully controlled they're not physically there they could cheat I mean, but there are a lot of problems um, connected to assessment in general. So, um, is it, can it be a reality? Can it be reality or is it just science fiction as most people usually say? I'll take the lead on this one. Um, during the first lockdown back in uh, March and April, we debated in the department about giving our students um, online uh, tests, trying to figure out what kind of assessment we would have. So we created uh, multiple choice tests because they were uh, the easiest format, something that the students would be able to uh, handle uh, without any special training, and the teachers would be able to handle without any special tr training. Um, the former in terms of answering, the latter in terms of creating them. And we used uh, Microsoft Forms, if you're familiar with the platform. But I'm sure there are lots of other platforms that you can work with. The result, uh, the truth of the matter was that, uh, yes, we did uh, find that some of the students were surprisingly good, suspiciously. But on the other hand, we found out that uh, overall, the results that we got were um, consistent with the placing of the students, their progress, the level that they were in, and how uh, diligent they were uh, during their study and their uh, dedication to what, go what was going on in the lesson. Uh, two things I would like to mention. Um, in addition to what I said, um, first, um, it is a reality that an open book test is an accepted form of assessment. So the fact that the students have their books around them um, is true. 
It's the question that makes it uh, realistic, not the answer. And the other thing is that uh, if students want to cheat, it means that uh, they don't value the test as part of their learning process. So uh, they're aiming at something different rather than learning. They're aiming at the grade, they're aiming at um, presenting the teacher with a different uh, image or understanding. They're um, thinking of um, actually manipulating the system for their own benefit. Um, yes, the test assessment should be different. It should be more creative if we follow the same um, theme of what it is that we're talking about. It should be more personal. It should be more relevant. And then uh, take it from there. Well, I loved I loved that, to tell you the truth. Um, and maybe um, since we will try to create that new day of assessment, maybe we should continue that because assessment should change anyhow. I don't believe that we should go on assessing kids the way we used in the past. So it's a very good opportunity for us to start from now since we had to do that uh, over the two lockdowns and the online lessons. So, Chrysanthi, what do you think? Well, I believe that assessment can be done in terms of uh, online learning. And I will tell you that, that because um, even when we are uh, back in school, I used uh, something different with my students. Uh, one day I went inside the classroom, we had a quiz, and I told them, uh, well, I will give you the quiz, but uh, you can have your books open. The first thing that I saw were some eyes, you know, wide shut, uh, wide open, and they told me, Miss, are you sure? Do you want the books open? I said, yes, of course. And uh, I told them that, uh, you know, <laughs> you will have uh, the books next to you, but you need to know exactly where is the answer. So they realized that, okay, they might have uh, the book next to them, but they had to study before. The same thing happens in um, this uh, online uh, assessment. I tell them, okay, you can have your book next to you. You can take all the information that uh, you want, but uh, the final product is yours. And you know something, Natasha, the, the new era asks for collaboration. Previously, people did not want, let's say, that group work because they said, oh no, uh, nobody, uh, somebody will do more uh, things, uh, somebody else won't do it. But right now, what uh, our world and uh, the future of the work asks for is collaboration. And this is something that can be done and we need to change the mentality of the student. Tell them what Mr. Driva said before, tell them that you need to get assessed, but not for the grade, for the sake of knowledge. If students realize that, then I believe that will be um, the victory of the educational system. And I believe that finally students will realize that, and not only students. Here, I will give you uh, one more um, ingredient of, uh, for the success of the recipe, their parents. We need to persuade parents that there should be a different level of assessment. If parents 
students and of course teachers are persuaded, then I believe that we will have excellent results. Can I mention something from our own experience? We gave uh, students in the second grade of uh, primary school uh, what we used to call a term test. We used to call during um, the normal uh, physical uh, presence of the students in the school kind of uh, process uh, online. And what we found out was that uh, parents, well, students were sitting in the laps of their parents because at that age, the age of um, seven, they cannot usually work a computer on their own. And although the, parent, the students were keen uh, on answering the questions, the parents were whispering to their students what the correct answer was. Yes, we definitely need to train the parents to how this uh, goes. Another thing to consider, if I may, is the fact that um, assessment should not be limited to a specific time and a specific action. You can assess uh, how a student is performing or whether he or she has the camera on, whether he or she is really concentrating on what is happening, uh, whether he or she is keen to respond and contribute. And also um, keep in mind the fact that um, there is also homework that needs to be uh, delivered on time. There's homework that needs to be created with the help of other students. Um, there is homework that needs to be uh, created um, spending the relevant time that is necessary or required and not just to fulfill a requirement that is imposed by uh, the teacher. That's how things um, roughly should be uh, considered and changed. Well, these are lovely ideas. I will have to thank you both. Um, and before uh, we say goodbye, I have one more question. I believe that um, we, we can all understand that uh, we are entering a new way of blended learning from now on. I don't know when this, uh, when this whole situation is going to stop and we will back to normal, the normal situation, the normality, which is a trendy word of these days. I don't know how soon this is going to be uh, true, uh, but um, uh, I think that uh, blended learning is here to stay from now on because we've noticed some positive facts uh, as far as technology connected lessons are concerned and I think that we since that uh, since we have been exposed to that we will try to incorporate them as much as we can even for the parents the thing that you mentioned before i believe that now parents do realize the work that is being is being done inside the classroom because they are exposed to it they listen to it they saw the communication and the interaction between uh, kids and teachers as well uh, so i believe that through that uh, procedure parents will also start to change the way they used to view the lessons and the relationships between kids and teachers as well so i um, do you believe that, uh, in general, education is going to be different? How do you see the situation in, let's say, five years from now? What is your prediction? 
I'll take the lead on this one. I seem to be taking the lead on um, all of the questions, but uh, forgive me for that. No, no problem. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you this. The cat is out of the bag. Those students, when they stop being uh, locked down and isolated at home, have the knowledge and the experience of what online lessons lessons outside the classrooms away from uh, their physical environment are all about and this will never change this is going to stay with them for the years to come uh, our only um, objective would be to educate the new students coming into the system in the first grade of uh, primary schools in the years to come but otherwise uh, the rest of the students have the experience of what it's like to be taught um, in their physical environment, in, in an environment away from the school environment. And they like that. Not everybody's crazy about it, true, but not everybody likes everything that happens in the world uh, around us. That's one thing. The second thing is that you're absolutely right in saying that parents have experienced what it is that happens inside the classroom. Now they have lived through it. They can um, value what it is that we're doing. They can appreciate the uh, difficulties that teachers have to go through. They can appreciate the difficulties that students have to go through and the benefits that both get from um, having a lesson in um, big groups. And the last thing I would like to mention is the fact that, um, yes, technology is here to stay. Technology is progressing uh, faster than we could imagine. And it is becoming, it has become part of our ecosystem. Um, it's, um, for example, delivering homework. Um, it's not just giving uh, the teacher a piece of paper. It is sending it through an email. It's creating a video, as Chrysanthi said. It is um, doing something using technology, which would be the same um, end product, but in a different format and using different tools. Wow, that was lovely. Again, I'm thrilled by your answers. I have to say that. Chrysanthi? Um. Well, uh, I don't know what is going to happen in five year time. I will tell you what I want to see. I would love to see um, that uh, change, that update in our education system so as to equip our children with the skills to navigate the future of work and the future of societies. And uh, I believe that we need to have that shift in the learning experience that uh, will move us closely um, and that will mirror the future of work. And something else that I believe that uh, we will see in five years from now is that uh, since uh, teachers will become facilitators, there will be Another thing uh, that will come up uh, as more important, and that is mentoring. And I want to mention that because I believe that mentoring will become uh, a very important skill. Students are uh, independent into their learning process, so uh, mentoring will be fundamental 
to their success. I believe in students and I believe in the future and I believe that uh, things will be exactly as we want them. Excellent. So I will have to to tell you to, to, to say a big thank you to the both of you because um, you managed to make this uh, podcast like a mini webinar. <laughs> the only the only uh, uh, difference is that I don't see you. We don't get to see you. We just listen to you. But to tell you the truth, as a radio lover, I prefer listening to people than always looking at them. Uh, so thank you for this mini webinar, both of you, and I will have to renew the invitation for when we're back at the studio together because I'd love to see you again after so so much social distancing. Let me close with um, a bit of um, something that uh, Albert Einstein sh said uh, some years ago. Um, creativity is intelligence having fun. So we're all clever people. So let's have fun using technology. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. It was a pleasure, Natasha. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Mr. Drivas, uh, for the nice things. I always learn from you. I will tell you that. So, so thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, both, thank of, you, you. both of you. Uh, so, uh, so thanks, thanks to everyone, to everyone that has attended that... today. Uh, it was lovely to, to have those two guests of mine uh, with me at the virtual studio. I have to mention that the shows are from a distance so we are keeping our distance but we don't uh, uh, stop connecting with you everyone the listeners of teachers coffee so we'll have to say goodbye have a lovely weekend and we'll we'll be back next friday uh, with george coculus george if you are able to listen to us goodbye and have a lovely weekend as well i missed you today bye I had to close down my mind. bye Oh